Yeah. So in July, I also decided to start something myself. So we started making organic skincare products and things. That's where the three gen comes from because it's me, my daughter and my mom, the three generations. And it was taking over the entire house because that also took off. So I needed a home for that. And I figured why not help others in the process? There's a new trend of community-based businesses starting on the South Coast, and I'm here for it. While a global pandemic doesn't scream time to start a new business, that's exactly what Amanda Alcadino did. While growing her own line of skincare products, the idea of a local marketplace shop, 3genlove.com, bubbled up into existence. The name comes from three generations of women running the shop, including Amanda, her daughter, and her mother. They host over 45 businesses at 645A State Road, Westport, Mass., right behind the Cozy Nook restaurant. From crafts to arts to healing, you can find a whole heck of a lot there. Today, she shares her story of building the business, including marketing and logistics, plus some advice for future South Coast entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share us on social media. Tell your friends, family, your community about SouthCoast.fm. Okay, here's my interview with Amanda. Um, It was great, actually. It was a good learning experience. Um, They taught us a lot of knowledge, a lot of stuff I needed, because a lot of our things was paper, and we switched to computer with all their guidance. And yeah, it's been been a ride, and it's been awesome. Things like accounting, inventory, all that stuff, that was stuff that you were sort of a little bit uh, in the early 90s. Yes, (laughs) yes. There cool. Was a lot. <laughs> cool. Um, I mentor there, or I have mentored there uh, probably half a dozen times already. And one of the exciting things for me is to see people come in with one idea and then totally change it oh, like halfway through, or they, they realize, like, oh my God, I was never thinking about my customer this way. I wasn't thinking about my brand this way. Did you have any of that at all? Yeah. Or? I Mine actually was the customer because to me, my customers who buys my product, but to look at it from a store perspective, I had to sit back and realize that my customer is actually the businesses in the store. So it yeah. was like a little light bulb. The tagline from your website, uh, 3 Gen Love, bringing family, community, and small businesses together. When we did our pre-interview, and I don't want to, I'll use my words, then you can fill in the right words. Mm-hmm. But I see this as like almost a marketplace model uh, businesses, small businesses, uh, craft, uh, physical product, they artists, they bring this stuff to your place and they sell it. And now you have this marketplace conundrum. Mm -hmm. You need more of them to get more of us, us being the buyers. How has that gone for you so far? Um, it's grown tremendously. Um, when we opened in October, I had 13 businesses and today we'll actually have 52. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And was this, how, when did you come up with this idea? How did it spur? It was a whim, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've supported small businesses before. We opened during COVID. Everybody kind of came out of the woodworks making things. Yep. They needed Literally. a home yeah. and <laughs> I gave them a home. Yeah. So. The, so you were you started the store during COVID? That must have been a little bit of a challenge. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we opened in October of 2020 yep. at the Kilburn Mill. Literally the worst time. Yes. <laughs> um, but I gave it a shot because, you know, the way that their contracts worked. And if it worked, it worked. And if it didn't, it didn't. And yep. it grew way faster than I thought it was going to. So 
why this idea? Why not just, uh, I mean, are you an artist or product maker yourself? And why not just do your own thing? Why this like community marketplace model? Yeah. So in July, I also decided to start something myself. So we started making organic skincare products and things. That's where the three gen comes from because ah. it's me, my daughter and my mom. Got three it. generations. Um, and it was taking over the entire house because that also took off. Yeah. So I needed a home for that. And I figured why not help others in the process? So. Yeah. The uh, let's let's just touch upon the skincare mm -hmm. product stuff. Uh, how was that going? You know, at did you ever think, you know, halfway through EFRAW, like, actually, you know what, maybe I'll just refocus on that because getting all these people together might be a little bit of a challenge or like, where do you split your time? I guess is what I'm going to get at is, do you still split your time with the skincare stuff and the store? Is there a healthy balance, an uncontrollable balance? Um, it's a healthy balance now. Um, I don't necessarily make all the skincare products that I did two years ago anymore. My whole business has pivoted to fit into my store actually and what the customers ask for so I have grown in that way and I kind of spend my time restocking that stuff while also working the store so mm. that because I mean, that's like a whole other let's just talk about the challenges that you faced as just like a, a direct to consumer product maker right um inventory mm-hmm ingredients, yes. <laughs> packaging, like all of this stuff through this pandemic, you say those keywords and it's just like cost going up, mm -hmm. harder to source, uh, out of stock, can't ship anything for months. Right. Like I'm sure that's a, a huge thing. What about marketing and messaging for, for that business? When you look at compared to the, the in-store marketplace, do you see one easier than the other? Um, I think starting my own helped the store yeah. when we opened because I had my products. I was marketing just myself through friends and family. And then I started doing like craft fairs and so am and things like that. And that helped get my name out there. So when we opened, it was a bigger customer base. Yeah. People knew what you were there to offer. And then what you've done is you've like created a brand that other people would, wouldn't mind being associated with. So right. I think there's a lot of people like, you know, if I started a podcast store, which is the stupidest thing anyone's ever <laughs> said, but let's say you start a podcast store, other podcasters might be like, eh, I don't know if I want to go in there if you're right. like talking about the same thing. But if you have, let's say skincare, then somebody comes on alongside of you. Like I think I'm looking right now at uh, Ginger Woodworks on your mm -hmm. website, uh, Nature and Faye. Like I think these folks just want to align with you. They're not competing with you. Right. And they're a nice, buy a uh, nice uh, accessory product that somebody could come in and buy both. At the right. End of the day. Yeah. I try and give a good variety of different things and have everybody work together. That's why we changed from one family to a family of the whole store mm. with the branding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how does that go? Because <laughs> it's been uh, a learning curve. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> I've been in family business almost all of my life. Uh, it's pretty challenging mm -hmm. um then you bring in other folks and then you put the family label on it but we're not maybe and now we need to have like contracts and things you have yeah. to sign you have to pay me mm -hmm. and that becomes a fun part talk to us about that yeah we've we've had the contracts in place from the beginning but um i've learned a few things along the way and we've had to make a few changes and we grow together but it's definitely been a learning curve with mm -hmm different people and different energies and them just not working and learning how to navigate through that. I've always been fascinated 
about um, or with, uh, let's say, like the barber shop model, uh, and I and I assume maybe it's almost like the same for uh, maybe like a hair salon or something like that. But barber shop model, like uh, the barber, uh, there's the barber who owns the place. Uh, owns the maybe real estate or leases it or whatever but then they sublease the chair and then it's like they pay a fat flat fee and uh then uh the the barber can charge whoever's renting it can charge whatever they want to to cut hair but then i feel like if the primary barber spending all and this is my business mind comes mm -hmm. on that primary barber is like spending all this money on like marketing and stuff like that maybe people should start chipping in a little bit more to like that message right. um is that something like how do you share in marketing other businesses so that it funnels up to the greater good that is 3Gen Love? I have a collection of, yeah, we'll use collection. I have a collection of businesses in the store that are very supportive and understand the work that I put in to help everybody. Mm -hmm. So when I have some big event coming up and a big price tag, a lot of them will donate money to help towards that mm. too. Right. So you, you know, you might have to, is this like something like renting a space and it might be, I don't know, like a thousand bucks or something like you're going to an event or something? Yeah. Like no. Um, well, we just did, uh, we just did a radio ad oh, and okay. a social media package and mm -hmm. everybody kind of chipped in for that. Yeah. So yeah. Like collaborative, uh, yeah. they knew it would be good for everybody. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been fairly successful yeah people are like yeah do i have to give you a hundred bucks and you're like yes you do no if, yeah. no i'm i'm pretty easygoing and i i know they understand that mm -hmm. so i ask for it and if they want to give it they give it and if they don't the relationship still stays the same i'm not going to yeah. look at them different so. do do most of the, the businesses have their own i assume I'm, i mean i'm looking at it so mm -hmm. this is is fairly obvious to me but they all have their own online presence somewhere else yeah they could see their stuff in three gen love physically in the store but then go buy from them online or whatever yeah. how do you track getting credit for seeing yourself for for the customer seeing their product in your store but then they go and buy from like their Shopify store or something like that. So I did start the website with advertising for some of them. Not everybody wanted to participate, but the bulk of them do. Um, and they have their marketing contracts and stuff for that um, to help them out. But other than that, what they do on their own time, I'd never see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So do you, obviously the obvious answer is what people can go there and buy physically. They can buy yes. the stuff there. Do you, I'm just really interested in like mm -hmm. the marketplace model. It's something that is, I think, phenomenal. Uh, one that is quietly, but also very well known in this area, like your shop, so am. I'm sure mm -hmm. there's others that uh, buy Black NB, um, who I've had on the show before. Mm -hmm. Like this marketplace model is fascinating to me. Uh, email ownership, is that a thing that exists? Maybe something that does exist where like, hey, if somebody comes into the shop uh, and they can sign up for email every you know, that vendor gets the email, but you get the email as well. So you can market to that person. That might be something I can look into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a newsletter for the store itself, but it doesn't branch into anybody. Yeah. It just goes direct to your customers mm -hmm. or to everyone who has walked through the shop? Everybody that's walked through the shop. Got it. Got it. How does How do you get people to contribute content to that newsletter? Or is that still yet to be discovered? That is still yet. <laughs> I just made the first one in April and I'm nice. proud of myself. But... um. Which platform are you using for that? 
We have everything through Square, so. Okay, so you do it the just newsletter. Made sense. Yeah. yeah, you do the newsletter through that. Somebody buys, they put their email address in <laughs> the checkout process, and then the email's there. Yeah, the text marketing works better, but. Text marketing. I tried hmm. to do email. Yep, email doesn't isn't as effective. I mean, I can track it a little bit better. I just I know personally when I get emails, I just delete them. Really. Talk to me about this text messaging success you've had yeah. because if somebody was texting me, I'd be like, what are you doing? Right. Like, how did well, you get my number? I send a lot of them out. Um, when they check out at the register, I ask them if they want us to sign up for the text oh. marketing. They get a $5 coupon mm -hmm. and then it enters them into it. Um, I don't send out a lot of them, mostly when something big's happening or yeah. I'll send out a coupon here and there. And When you ran... Um, surveys through mm -hmm. e4all see like i'm not the typical certainly not like the typical buyer who uh i'm not interested in uh like the coupons and stuff like that i'm like when i need something i'll go get it and research it and find like what i want at the time but there are a ton of buyers out there mm -hmm. who are like yeah send me the stuff right. because i want it immediately and i'm the, the opposite is that stuff that was eye-opening to you or uh, when you were doing surveys or anything else when you were doing surveys that was eye-opening to you? Yeah, and I I think that I didn't realize at the time when I was doing the surveys either that people actually expected to pay more to mm -hmm. be in a store mm -hmm. than what I was actually charging. So that was, that was a curve. Hmm. <laughs> How do you even survey for price when there's so much product here that's not yours? Right. So some of them rent and some of them are commissioned. So I like to give them that option. But to survey, I surveyed my um, businesses in the store directly to oh, see okay. what they would feel comfortable paying for a certain amount of spaces. Got so. it. So there's two options. Is that what I'm hearing? They can either sort of like rent space or just do commission. Yeah. So the commission obviously goes to you. Yes. They set up shop. They don't pay you a rent maybe a very low rent they don't pay any rent. pay any rent nope. and they any sale they make a percentage goes to you yep all track through square yes makes it nice and easy now. for you do they actually have like a marketplace now i have a barcode system oh so it just before, tracks it but yeah that's fantastic <laughs> see i mean look at this I, mean, I used to write it on paper in like little boxes with yeah. all the business names uh -huh. every time they'd have a sale and then uh -huh. i'd have to calculate it yeah <laughs> yeah it was a lot so yeah now, now it's easy now it's just all automated that's fascinating <laughs> um tell us about the location we should have opened with that i'll yep. open up with it in the, in, the, in the monologue but tell us like the location where you're located uh benefits challenges etc yeah, um, so we are located at 645A State Road. So we are literally right next to Cozy Nook on Route 6. Um, the new location I love. Um, it is kind of hard to see us from the highway because we're behind Cozy Nook. Um, but we're there and I'm loving it. Um, Cozy Nook, man. I used to go there for breakfast <laughs> because my parents love going there for breakfast. And it was like... Black Friday every Saturday, lying down. Oh, the, so I mean, you get a lot of vi you get a lot of visibility. I assume from yeah. a, from a place like that. Plus, there's a bunch of other I think businesses over there too, right? Yeah, it's just us two in that plaza, and then there's a plaza right next to us with more businesses. Um, but Cozy Nook's actually my landlords, so they're pretty good about being. Hey, if you're waiting, why don't you yeah go check out next door and yeah, yeah they're good about helping. Cool. Um, there, uh, like we mentioned before, SOAM, uh, Buy Black NB, 
uh, other areas on the South Coast, a lot of them are gravitating towards like that seasonal outdoor thing. Mm -hmm. You have been in SOAM before, maybe still there. Is a seasonal outdoor thing going to be a thing for you with, with your brand and your businesses? Um, we'll see where the future takes us. I do anticipate opening more locations in different areas with maybe different themes. Um, that's like a goal for the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, are a lot of the businesses in your shop also part of these other places as well? Most of us are in some. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating. Um, if you were starting fresh tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. you, you don't have this uh, two-ish years of, uh, of experience. You didn't have uh, E4ALL, or maybe you did have E4ALL. If you were to reboot and do it again, would you do it differently, pursue something else, or, hey, everything's, you know, the chips have fallen as, as they lie, and it, it's fine the way it is. That's a good one. Um, I would probably separate a few things and have like the healing part of the store separate. But then again, when I think about it, I feel like it also meshes really well together the way that it is, so. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, because why? Like, why do you look at it as I should separate this healing category and? Um, Cause I feel like I could open it up for more people. Um, Cause I only have the two rooms. So I do the Reiki, I have a tarot reader and then we have an Akashic record reader as well. Um, and we kind of all share the space as it is. So mm -hmm. it could potentially give us more room, but I could also bring in massage texts and stuff like that. Oh. If it was two separate places. So like we, we'd be trending towards like spa model. Yeah. Almost. Interesting. Interesting. What about your online presence? You have, uh, I'm on the website right now. Mm -hmm. Of course you have the vendor directory. Um, we can shop for, I'm assuming, just your products? Or is this a mix, is your online also a mix of other vendors? Most of the products are just mine in there. There are a few other people. <clears throat> um, mostly it's to see what the store is about, see the vendors in the store, and you can purchase the event tickets and things like that through the website. Talk to me about managing the e-commerce side of it. Uh, has that been a, a challenge? And, and do you look to maybe open up more opportunity online? Yeah, I definitely do want to open up the online presence. Um, I am not tech savvy. <laughs> so when we get to that point, it, I'll outsource. But it is in the future plans. I mean, you have 216 items up here right now. That's, I have a lot of things. Yeah, that's a, there's a <laughs> lot of things up here. This is, I mean, most people are like, I can't do this. And they have like six. You're saying, I can't do this. And you have 216. Yeah, that's uh, mostly mine. Yeah. <laughs> so the all of these products are are yours uh, everything under my name everything under your name got yep. it got it <laughs> got it and um again like talking about splitting time because again i think marketplace stuff is is fascinating how do you spend the time or how do you plan on spending the time marketing the energy towards the online versus the retail space i have lists for everything. Mm -hmm. um, I try and focus most of my attention with getting the website done first and then marketing on the social media platforms. Mm -hmm. That way they kind of coincide to each other. Um, but yeah, one day I'll do like the website and then the next day I do the social media. And what's your favorite social media platform for this? 
for us, I find that Facebook works the best, but we do have an Instagram. And how how do you spend? Um, like, do you have a Facebook group? Do you do ads? How does that interact? Or do you just have the straight up page and you just post and interact there? We have a Facebook page. Every once in a while, I'll boost ads. Um, and then the, everybody in the store itself, we have our own group. Okay, got it. Got it. And then do you all cross promote on Facebook too at, yes. when, when possible? That's awesome. Live streaming, podcasting, YouTube, anything like that in the I future? I do live videos. Nice. Um, I like to do walkthroughs when I have a free moment. Um, yep. They take me a lot of time because there's a lot more people now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't do them weekly anymore. But I do do them often. Um, we're trying to lean towards getting a Pinterest and TikTok after you for all. So yeah. that's in the works. TikTok. Something I don't yeah, even touch. I don't. I, I can't get the reels down on Instagram. So I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> I'm thinking about hiring my like 11 year old <coughs> niece. Yeah. And <laughs> having her do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've heard a lot of folks have uh, success there. I mean, it, it's. You know, TikTok's been around a while now. I mean, mm -hmm. it's whatever, two and a half, maybe three years at this point, which is like 20 years in technology and social media. Right. Um, so it's been around a while. Obviously, there's a lot of success in it. There's that immediate r rush to go to that platform because it's new. Mm -hmm. So it's like, whatever, it's like discovering gold. You, like, you need to be there first to like find it. And then everyone's getting success in the beginning. But the platform, it does trick you Oh, in sure. into like this empty success i do other podcasts about like wordpress and marketing and digital stuff and i was like yeah you know like, i'm gonna do a tiktok account and i i, I didn't even put it on my phone because i'm like i don't want it on my phone right. i'm gonna do it just through the web browser i uploaded like a minute clip like a video clip and it said i had like twelve thousand views and i was like there's no way <laughs> <laughs> that this stupid clip that I just put up was 12,000 views. You're lying to me. Right. And they do, they, it was just, and I started doing research on it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, your first TikTok videos, they make it go higher. So then you'd be like, oh, I'm going to do another one. Yeah. Because then I did a second on the one. Instagram too. Yeah. I did a second yeah. one. It was like 50. Yeah. And I'm like, well, like now I've caught on. Right. It's unfair. Yeah, they do that on the reels on Instagram too now that you actually say that. Yeah. My first one had like 5,000 views yeah. and the rest are only like a quarter of yeah. that. <laughs> so like I'm a big I'm a big fan of like that owned owned content. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time on like Twitter is like probably the, the most active social account that I have. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a little bit on, on LinkedIn, but that's about it. Right. Um, you know, I, I used to spend a lot of time on Facebook, but really i'm like i'm just i'm sick of facebook <laughs> so oh, i don't do I it anymore <laughs> but i can totally appreciate that it works for your business yeah that's it seems to be the platform that many people pick up on the most so what about youtube in your eyes is that something that you think would be would be beneficial or too much work on the on the youtube side i'm not entirely sure if it would help the business model itself mm -hmm. um i don't see why i couldn't take videos of the store itself and upload them. I just don't know how it would go from there. Yeah. Second largest search engine in the world is probably some things like if it were an evergreen thing, mm -hmm. you know, the benefits of like Instagram and Facebook is like the walkthroughs, the live stuff, you know, things that are in the moment is very valuable on those right. platforms. But if it was, if you were to solve things for like how to do X, Y, Z, 
at your store or like a search thing, there's some benefit there. Yeah, it could you. potentially work if we wanted to actually record our classes for the people that aren't local because they do get that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me about the classes. Like, do you, how, do you have folks going there for instructional things? Is that like a whole other arm to the business? Oh, yeah, it's a whole other like, <laughs> um, we usually... We're going to need to find another place. We're going to take know. over all of Cozy Nook <laughs> because there's no way. <laughs> I'm going to need more room. Um, yeah, so we usually host anywhere from 25 to 35 classes a month. Um, we have educational instructional classes like intros. Uh, we do also offer do-it-yourself classes, paint nights. I have a uh, medium reader that comes every like three, four months. She's super popular. Um, we'll start yoga up again soon. I do Reiki trainings. There's a lot of things. When did There's you realize you classes? had to do everything to, <laughs> to know, keep this business right? going? Um, well, we kind of just go with the flow. So yeah. if somebody asks or they'll be like, hey, I don't really know a lot about crystals. I don't know a lot about chakras. We make a class and mm -hmm. whatever helps people. Yeah. And then obviously they're there. It's they're in the store mm -hmm. there, whomever might be instructing this. Uh, class or whatever they would probably have product or a service that would tie back to right that class right that's awesome yeah. um anything else that you would want to share with entrepreneurs if you became a mentor yourself at e for all i plan to you plan to <laughs> uh it's uh the circle of life yeah <laughs> um you plan to become a mentor what kind of advice uh now that you've gone through it now that uh, you're you're growing and you're already kind of like man I could do all kinds of things with this brand let alone this space what kind of advice are you giving out to young entrepreneurs these days um don't give up is usually my main focus because you're gonna hit snags and people might not be receptive in the beginning but if you keep focusing on who you are and who your brand is it will catch on to the right people did you ever have a moment where you're ready to give up with this? Oh, yeah. Yesterday. I've had plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> Daily. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we keep going and it works out. Uh, was it when you, have you ever come to a crossroad like you really considered it? And it, is it something that you're willing to, to talk about? Was there a moment where it was just, I don't know, whatever it might be, uh, re real estate, renting, uh, inventory. Was that like, man, this is, I should just do something else. Yeah, it usually hits you right after the holidays mm. because that's when you hit that dead season. Got it. And then I'm like, oh, I really got to try and go back to work. I don't, I can't yeah. pay my bills. And then right. it's like, what am I doing? Um, but yeah, you just get through it. H have you actually come up with a plan for after the holidays? I feel like with events and stuff like that, you're in a unique position mm -hmm. where you can kind of offset some of this stuff, but. My my goal for myself is to try and put money away during the season, mm -hmm. and then that'll help me out personally. Mm -hmm. um, but when you look at the numbers, there is no comparison from this past January and the one before. So yeah. it is growing. Yeah, It's just that lull. Fair to say that whatever maybe i guess october to december are the best months for uh, any um, re retail honestly for the store and the location that it's in we start this month so we start in april and it'll go through 
December. So nice. it's only that first quarter that's uh, okay. a little rough. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Yeah. It's not <laughs> horrible. It's above my goal I set yeah, for yeah, myself yeah. through E4L for yeah. the year. So I did monthly goals, but. Um, and now I say this a lot to mm-hmm. uh, small businesses that don't do gift cards, uh, stuff like that. Is that like, to me, I'm like, man, that's like obvious. Yep. But maybe I'm just, I just, I'm not, I'm not in it. And I think it's like the easiest thing for some easiest air quotes. Mm-hmm. I think it's the easiest opportunity to make some cash, especially headed into the holidays. Is How does the gift card stuff work for you uh, success wise? Um, we do have the, we have the actual plastic gift cards at the register, but you can also buy them through the website to mm-hmm. get e- e-gift cards. Um, they've been purchased a lot, but I think the turnover rate is only 50-50 right now. Uh, turnover rate meaning like for people to actually come back and use them but you already have the cash and i already have the cash you already have the cash saved yeah so it's a benefit to it's you benefit. but then you're like come on 50 right. percent of these it. people like, use it because i want you to see this stuff <laughs> yeah wow 50 percent. Yeah. is that like a industry average or i'm not sure i mean i know i still have gift cards from the holidays that i haven't yeah. used so it might just be the norm <laughs> i have two from home depot in my wallet <laughs> right? right now and i'm just like I you have are target right once yeah. and i go to target all the time and then i forget that i even have them yeah so that's probably the case man <laughs> there's like a gift card waste report right? that, that somebody should do and just like how many billions of dollars are out there unused <laughs> gift cards. god that's amazing and gift cards work uh how with other merchants in the store if somebody comes by it's 50 bucks from you they can be used on the whole store they can um you can even use them online on like classes and things like that mm-hmm. they can be used for anything and that money gets uh split out to the Merchant? However, it needs oh, because yeah, to go. because it'll be yep. tran- the transaction mm-hmm. would sort of come out of your gift card pool if they were to buy right. a widget from yep. another vendor. Cool, right? That makes sense. Yeah, awesome, fantastic stuff. Uh, any last words on uh, new things coming to the store, sales, events, anything happening soonish? We're recording this on April Fool's Day. Um, we do have our one year anniversary in Westport party tomorrow. Um, it's from 10 to six. There's a lot of stuff going on. I got a prize wheel. We got surprise bag drops. I have about four raffles to give away. Um, thank you cards. We have discounted tarot and Reiki sessions, refreshments, so much petting zoo no i'm just kidding yeah i know i wish right um yeah no it's gonna be a lot of things but it's gonna be fun so it's one year since we've been in westport so so you're the first i'm I'm asking a a terrible podcast host of his own product i think you're the first westport business i'm talking really slow so i can quickly look at my site (laughs) i think you're the first westport business um that I've had, which is interesting because I usually bring up a topic of um, sort of like the the whole like Fall River versus New Bedford, like where Mm -hmm. you spend your time and and how uh, uh, South Coast business business owners can do better to sort of bridge this gap. I feel like it's getting better. You're smack dab in the middle kind of between both, you know, lots of events now happening. Uh, so I, Patty Rigo sort of leading a lot of the charge on the Fall River side. Yes. Uh, of course, SOAM is is kind of in both camps, mm-hmm. kind of. 
what are your thoughts on bridging that gap or is, do you think it's a is moving in a healthy direction? No, I think it's definitely moving in a healthy direction. I see it in the store myself. I do have a lot of people who live in Fall River and New Bedford that are in the store as businesses, but I do also have it as customers. And the people that I had at the mill in New Bedford are still traveling to us in Westport. So it's helping bridge that community. Yeah, I love it. It's just like people are like, oh man, it's so far away. It's like you really get on, on 195, it's literally eight minutes. Yeah, right? we're like, right off the highway. Right, it's, it's, perfect. it's off the highway. <laughs> you, you hop on 195 and it's very, very easy. Um, yeah, like I, I live in Fall River and I'm pretty excited for like a lot of the stuff that's happening like on the waterfront. Um, of course, you know, with the train finally coming in yes. and all that stuff, it's, it's, it's pretty, um, it's going to be a pretty attractive sort of waterfront area, mm-hmm. uh, as they start to build it up and, and that's exciting, but it's also, you know, I'm pretty envious as somebody who's worked down in New Bedford, uh, for like the last 10 years, it's, you know, always been attracted to like that close knit business sort of community yep. that New Bedford has. Fall River, we don't have it yet. It's getting there. It's getting there. Patty's fighting for it. Yeah. Now there's and there's also a lot of and I don't know how much time you spend in this space, but there's a lot of um uh of the artist community that's trying to build up, you know, over there mm-hmm. and of course it it brings in like hey, there's like the state funding stuff and then it's like okay, now it's city council and governments and appointees and blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, I'm just like, what is happening? Right. Right. Like just let the folks do whatever they want to do in terms Mm -hmm. of art and just support them that way. Why does there have to be like the central thing for everything? Uh, I get it and I don't get it like all at the same time. Same. Uh, But it's looking, it's looking positive to say the least. Yeah, I think so. Awesome stuff. Oh boy, 3genlove.com, 3genlove.com. Go there, buy a gift card. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Check support out 52 people. Yeah, support 52 <laughs> individuals, individual brands. Um, check them out. Uh, address to the location one more time 645A State Road in Westport. Right behind Cozy, Cozy Nook. Nook. Uh, sign up for uh, text message. Uh, uh, marketing marketing mm-hmm. and email yeah an eventual podcast too i mean you'll yeah, do a podcast someday right. we'll see <laughs> we'll see uh thanks so much for hanging out today amanda everyone else listening it's southcoast.fm southcoast.fm slash subscribe to join the mailing list we'll see you in the next episode